hello, hello. Welcome one and all to the aftermath of one of the hottest NBA free agency off-seasons ever. With billions of dollars being exchanged and teams and jerseys looking like an episode of the 87.5% awesome Game of Thrones series. This past month had a lot of us biting nails days after the NBA Finals and the NBA Draft, which uh, we all thought was supposed to be the highlight of this offseason. Welcome back firstly to your favorite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. Welcome to the Ball is Bay NBA podcast. I'm your host Ashwin and before we start yappity yapping, we got a shoutity shout all our wonderful listeners for helping us sustain through the whole of last season. You all listened, liked, subscribed and more than that encouraged us to get out of whatever funk we were in and get in the studio and beat all the blues back. Uh, thanks once again. If you're one of our newer listeners, catch us on all your podcast listening spaces and maybe tweet to us at ballisbaypod or slide into our DMs on Instagram at ballisbaypod and tell us where you heard this episode. Uh, we are not big data miners, but we are people who are happy when someone comments. Uh, speaking of happy, I've got with me as always my main man, co-host Vinit Devaya, joining me all the way from Puerto Rico. The supposed 51st state of the United States of America, which is in need of as much unity nowadays as Kevin Durant's Achilles tendon. As always, we need to say hi. What up? What up? What up? What up? Oh, what up? What up? What up? That's yes. Uh, how, how's uh, is is it? I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You just landed yesterday. Just, did you? Well, I've been here. I I stayed here for six months in 2016. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I did land yesterday. Okay. And uh, how was your Puerto Rico, is it Taco Tuesday there? It's Wednesday today. It's Wednesday already? Okay, my bad. Uh, ignore that. <laughs> oh, how, how was how was your Houston trip though? You've been in the continental America for a while now. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I, I landed in Houston into a house, uh, a friend's house, who whose house apparently is a basketball house, which I did not know. His dad used to play college uh and uh, his mom used to play college too um mm-hmm. and so you know there was a lot of talk about basketball and then i went out to a conference the texas restaurant association conference and for 65 dollars you could have all you can eat unlimited different things it was great so we spent about five hours in that conference and you know it was good and uh yeah, and then we had some some really hot takes from my friend's dad, like LeBron James. LeBron James is horrible. He's just a bully, you know. Um, he, we talked about throwback players like Jerry West and uh, this other dude that I have to check out, but I'm going to talk about, talk about him in the pod just so that people know. The guy's name is uh, what's in the guy's name? Is it? Downtown Freddie Brown. Have you heard of this player? Downtown Freddie Brown yeah. from uh, Houston town? No, it's Freddie Brown is the name of the NBA player who apparently was really good. Okay. Well, and uh, he put... Hey, his, where is he from? New York. His name sounds pretty... Uh, I don't know, man. I just don't know. So, Freddie Brown, I'm going to Google him. Fred Brown, nicknamed Downtown Freddie Brown. Oh, Seattle yes, Supersonics. That's... Ah, mm-hmm. my okay, see. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this guy is a shooter, apparently. Okay. So it makes sense, yeah. Oh, NBA well, champion, 1979, man. Look at that. Yeah, Seattle time, baby. Mm, that's why. Cha- 
Alright. Never heard of him though. Never, never heard, heard of him. him. Never heard of him. But uh, now you have heard of him on this podcast, so... Yeah, that's how we do it, man. We, we educate you. Every time you listen to this podcast, you learn something new. <laughs> Whether it's useful that's or not is a different thing, but it's something that, new. That's, that's completely different. That, that, that's immaterial. Yes. Learning is learning. Learning is learning. <laughs> learning is learning. And uh, that, that um, I mean, uh, we, we've all learned a few lessons in this offseason um, about how Kawhi Leonard might be the most evil genius in this uh, NBA world. He is. And... Uh, Yes, and uh, yes. So let, let's just move on to the like the main the main topic, the main reason why we are doing this. I mean, we would not have done this in the off season. We all love our uh, downtime a little bit. But uh, what happened for the past? Oh, that that's a dig at me. I will ignore it. I will gladly ignore it. <laughs> it's a huge dig. On anyway, do you want to tell the pod, but, uh, the pod listeners why it's a dig on you? Just just do some uh, okay, just right, po- open shaming. Fine, fine. Open. Fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Since this is open season and like we, we 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 actually do enjoy doing this podcast, there's no doubt about it. But uh, because of certain pressures from work and uh, romantic lives and uh, just a general laziness and you know general time foolery, I mean fooling around with time, which my co-host absolutely detests. Uh, we've been uh, this should have been. I mean uh, we were supposed to we were scheduled to have this pod after the Kawhi Leonard uh, the, like his. Uh, like when Kawhi Leonard announced his decision, that was when we were supposed to do it. But then, along with the Kawhi Leonard trade, one other news happened, and because of that news, we I I took it upon myself to say that you know, no, okay, now we'll wait for a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. You wanted it to be a thorough. You wanted it to be like we have all the information. Exactly. Yeah. We we wanted all the main news to be covered. I yes, mean, yes, right yes. now we are still basically waiting for Chris Paul to be traded, but like really nobody cares about that. But yeah. uh, uh, unless he goes to the Lakers, in which case it'll be like cool. But otherwise, nobody really cares. So uh, fine. I mean, this is why this is why I've been publicly shamed. I, I've been tarred and feathered and uh, sat on donkeys and like. Uh, parade around the city. Yes. The city is uh, the the thirty inhabitants who listen to our podcast on a daily basis. <laughs> a thousand, a thousand. I meant, I meant, I meant thousand. I meant thousand. Yes, I did not mean thirty. I meant thousand. Yeah, yes. we crossed, crossed thousand, thousand, man. Don't don't forget. We, we did cross thousand. Yeah. No, no, we did cross thousand. That's true. I mean, there's no denying that. Anyway, so now that the public shaming has commenced, and uh, whatever the end. Whatever the synonym for end is, uh, let's come back to the main topic: free agency. What a great! I mean, a lot of it we expected. Some of it we did not expect. Some of it we didn't even think we had to expect. Uh, I mean, let's get to the like the main main ones. Uh, Anthony Davis coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. A little uh, numerological mishap apart. I, I think uh, probably like the best trade the Lakers have done in a while, even including the LeBron one. Because, you know, Anthony Davis is still a young player. So yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. His, his, impact, I think, his impact, I think, is more than what a aging LeBron's would be. Uh, Battle of the Lake, Battle of Los Angeles will now intensify with Mr. Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Uh, slithering over to the... Oh, 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 oh. Wait, wait, wait. What? No, no, no. Whatever. I mean... So, so uh, what's Paul George's name Paul George was now. I mean, Paul George was just Any there snake? for two years, so I, I, I really, I, I, it's like a snake baby. It's okay, it's fine, it's all right. Well, I mean, but we are gonna discuss. We are gonna discuss the imp- major implications. I mean, of course, uh, players are free to choose whatever they want, but we are gonna discuss the implications of what that means for the NBA as a 
league which has small market and large market. Okay. So we will talk about that a little bit. Um, so beneath what I want to start with asking you is, of course, you are a Kawhi Leonard fan. Nobody, uh, especially lots of people on Twitter, definitely know Absolutely that. Absolutely, they, they have, they have, they have got like... <laughs> my my Kawhi Leonard meme many times. <laughs> oh, that, that, I, I think that was an enjoyable moment last year. Oh, it everywhere was... we just went around and we were just spreading the Kawhi laugh at all these people. Yes, like, hey, yes. Here's, hey, you and all the some, haters. You have some. <laughs> all the haters who ain't us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, so, so my first question to you, Vineet. Yes. We know LeBron is great. No doubt about it. We know LeBron and is great. And we know Anthony Davis is a great player. He's not great, great, but he's an amazing, like, he's absolute a, talent. Yeah, he's no a great uh, basketball player. Ha, exactly. Uh, so, what do you think about the battle for Los Angeles right now? Where we have this team and we have the Clippers with who exceeded all expectations last year, did amazingly well, uh, and now have added, basically have added uh, Kawhi Leonard, the MVP of the league, I mean, MVP for uh, all intents and purposes last year, and Paul George, another candidate for the MVP. So, Mm. uh, I I mean, I I know that you're not a big fan of this trade because I know that you don't think uh, these two players are uh, well-adjusted enough. But uh, from a defensive standpoint, standpoint, I mean, App, like you can't even think like you switch from one person you get Kawhi you, you switch from Paul George you get Kawhi you switch from Kawhi you maybe get uh, Montrez Harrell or you get uh, Patrick Beverly I mean okay so what are your uh, thoughts uh, first thoughts about it of course I think my first thoughts is that you know uh, right now the, the NBA is wide open and in <laughs> that wide open range I would say like the Clippers are probably the best team okay on paper um, mm-hmm. I think talent-wise, I still feel... I mean, as much as I love Kawhi Leonard, and I, I'm okay on Paul George. I'm kind of lukewarm on Paul George because he's not a consistent performer, which I feel is like a problem generally. Uh, I, I prefer the I prefer the LeBron and AD pairing more. Uh, okay. Mostly because of LeBron. Uh, AD is obviously like a beast, but... I mean, LeBron is just... He's, he has proved us wrong so many times that you would... You would have to really like some like something like the Kevin Durant going to the Golden State Warriors needs to happen to like mm-hmm. uh, to bet against even an nullify, aging LeBron. Nullify him. Yeah. yeah, true. And and that's that just that just speaks of his greatness, right? Of I mean, he's been great in the two decades, and if he has AD, if he and AD can stay together for the next at least four or five years, that means mm-hmm. he's going to be probably pretty good in the first part of the third decade that he's going to play, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's got three years left on his contract, so yeah. at least... So he, he's definitely getting to 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, if AD, if he's healthy and AD is healthy and they, they somehow decide to stay together, then it goes to about, I would say, like 2025. That's that's my guess. Um, mm-hmm. So I still, I still like the LeBron-AD uh, pairing. I think they are the most destructive pairing. Because uh, AD is better than Paul George and LeBron is better than Kawhi. Okay. Um, because Kawhi still needs to prove that he's offensively better than probably the top offensive players, you know, which are Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. LeBron, Steph Curry. These guys are extremely good offensively. Um, and AD is, I feel AD is, is 
very very underrated just because he played in new orleans and he never even <laughs> even then he kind of made all star games and all of that stuff i mean the guy was a walking 40 15 you know not even like a 30 yeah, he's 15 a he was seven a foot guy he's got seven foot yeah i mean yeah, he, he's a, i'm excited most for ad cuz yanis had too much of you know love last year and yanis also is an amazing <laughs> player but people kind of forgot about this other guy anthony davis who was you know Yeah. So I mean Andre is I think just as uh, young as uh, yeah. Giannis can do similar things can shoot much better. No, I but think I, I think because he's been injured injured a lot. AD is much better than No, Giannis. but but uh, but uh, like durability wise I think Giannis has shown he can be durable but AD is a little more on the injured side. Like Well Giannis I, has not played enough, right? So you have to understand these people that come right like AD and all these guys that come into the league. Yeah, they come in early, they come in when they're 90, but they've already played like 10 years of basketball. Prof- mm-hmm. like you know running the drills and especially if you're a big bo- big man right if you're a tall guy you have played heavy minutes you know being roughed up in the middle in the center playing high school playing playing college um, so they come with a lot of miles on their legs anyways um, mm-hmm. whereas i think the advantage and this is one advantage i think that yanis has he doesn't have that much miles on his leg yet Yeah, you know, he still I think he picked up the sport a little late. Yeah, he picked up the sport very late. I think when he was like 14 or 15, he actually started mm-hmm. playing. Like forget professional, right? So NBA was his first professional league, I think, if I'm not wrong. And so uh yeah, I, I so that's the those are the top two for me, the Lakers and uh uh the I mean like uh, don't don't ruin my moment here. I mean we we've talked about the we talked about the battle for Los Angeles. Oh, uh, okay. You have a moment. I mean, maybe of course this is my moment. This is where I get to talk and then you are silent. So this is uh, great for me. <laughs> okay, take your moment my friend. See, uh, all of us expected Durant. I mean, let's let's talk about uh, Durant now. Now he's no longer a snake because he's uh, I mean, he's injured. So we're like, you know, calm down. Yeah. We're a little uh, bit uh, sweeter we, on him. Yeah, we can't we can't hate on someone who's injured. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but once he comes back, whatever. That's a different day. Uh, talk for a different day. Uh, Durant uh, went to New York, but didn't really go to the Knicks. He went to Brooklyn, something that I kind of predicted. But uh, and you said Brooklyn is for the poor people and whatever, whatever. Uh, we'll ignore that. But uh, he managed to get Kyrie Irving also. Or I think Kyrie Irving managed to get Durant to uh, the Nets. So. plus they are in the east I, i mean i know that durant is not going to play this year most probably i mean if he's an if he's a proper dolt then he might come back and start to try to play again but uh, ideally he would not be playing this year mm-hmm. so but still like what do you think about this uh, or is it too early to talk about it do you want to him to come back and then see how it is because yeah, I, i mean n- n- neither of us de- ever thought that he would uh, go to the nets i mean yeah, yeah. i mean i think, think that anybody would go me, to the nets like the nets made a lot more sense uh my my only thing is that you know the Knicks didn't offer him the supermax so if the mm-hmm. Knicks were not going to offer him the supermax then he should just have gone to the the closest thing which is the nets so yeah. according to the Knicks they didn't they didn't give him the max contract and because he was injured he, which is i think what, uh, which yeah. is the i i don't know who i was i was debating this with but i i feel that's the right move even if you're kevin okay. durant like you know you can't i mean achilles is so bad like look at look at yeah. boogie cousins right and yeah. boogie cousins is much younger than uh, than kevin durant 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, but Boogie Boogie doesn't even rely so much on the mobility as Durant does. Like Durant is a really mobile person. Like Boogie is is a shadow of himself, you know. And yeah. he's 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 playing on vet minimum contracts like but uh, I mean did you see uh, the images of Boogie? Like it looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Well, he better he's lose joined the Lakers also. Like, his Achilles can't uh, fucking handle that. You know, bulk of the body can't take that 280 pounds. Yeah, so. it's you know he has to lose weight and he has to be mobile and yeah. he has to like you know take care of his body a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. And this means that you know, and this is something that I also struck. I'm not saying I'm Boogie Cousins. I'm okay. saying I have struggled. Nobody with, suggested that. <laughs> I have struggled with this okay. because I'm I'm a big guy in in the US in India, but I'm a small guy in the US, right? Mm-hmm. And my only advantage uh, when I was to be in India was like I, I'm a big guy, like I could push people around. But as I lost weight, okay. that advantage mm-hmm. also kind of disappeared. Mm. You know, so okay. so it made me faster, but I'm not very fast, and I'm not very pushy. I'm not a bully anymore. I know you. You. Would... I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything about it. Uh, people have. Uh, uh, we we will see it uh, in 2020 when you come back to India. I would, have. Uh... I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna defeat you anyways. But the point being uh, that, like, uh-huh. uh, I just, I just don't think you know losing weight is a good thing for his game because he's he's always a bully. You know, he's got a bully game. You know, he's not a finesse player. So. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out for him. Uh, if he can't bully people in the in the post, he becomes kind of like a re- he just uses height and what he'll get rebounds, mm-hmm. outlet passes. I mean, he has to find his. He has to find where he's going to be very effective. All right. I mean, let's move on from like you. You. I know you absolutely hate Demarcus Cousins. So, I mean, you don't like uh, how he approaches the game, or you don't like uh, how he. He's just not very talented. Or, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But l- let's move on to someone that you do like, uh, Mike Conley. Yes. Mike Conley has moved to the Jazz, and I yes. think you really picked the Jazz to be like a, a showstopper this season. Yes. Till the I other trades happen. Uh, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I'm, I feel bad for Mike Conley uh, now. You know, he finally gets into uh, a team, and Mike Conley is not that old. I don't. Know, I think he's 31 or no, 32. No. Right. Uh, 30. Yeah, 31, 32. That's yeah, it. he's not that old. He he joined Memphis Grizzlies when he was like I think 19. Uh, so he's played the Memphis Grizzlies a lot. Uh, he is my height, which is one thing I was very happy about when I when I interviewed him in the All Star game last. Like he came out without his shoes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and I was I, wondering. Like <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, he's my height. Not bad. Yeah, but uh, he's a he's a phenomenal point guard. I think he has one more one more year. I think on that very crazy contract he got from the Memphis Grizzlies, which was well deserved. Um, I feel bad for him because unfortunately the West is going to be again like a bloodbath. Um, yeah, I mean uh, the top like six Adam teams are really just, just too good. That. Uh, yeah. You know, remove that Eastern Conference from the yeah, NBA. Like, I just feel like I feel like this? you know he should have moved somewhere to the to the Eastern Conference. Probably he should have gone to either I would say Boston if he could if he was I mean instead of Kemba. If, like, my yeah. my thing was if if they were going to take someone they should have taken Conley instead of Kemba. And I would if I was Mike Conley I would go to Boston. I think that's a better fit also because I, I mean. Uh, they had Isaiah Thomas and now they've taken Kemba Walker. I mean, I, I think for me, both of them are kind of similar in yeah, their skill yeah, sets. Yeah. Uh, very good one-on-one uh, 
players, but you know, not not very good with distributing and and Mike Conley is both. He's a good one on one guy and he can yeah. So Mike Conley was actually a better fit for them. I don't know why they, they did not. I think Jazz went and got them faster. They closed the deal mm-hmm. faster. I think Boston mm-hmm. was waiting for Kyrie and Kevin and Davis and Jazz was like, we don't need any of those. Fuckers. We just need you and. They close the deal very quickly with with Mike Conley. Yeah, smart also. I, yeah. I, I think it's smart also because uh, I mean, uh, for me at least, Jazz is like a, a relatively young team with very. I mean, uh, Rudy Gobert is. Uh, I mean, they they needed someone really smart at the point guard position, and uh, Mike the Conley prob- is. My problem with the Jazz is Donovan is Mitchell, good. right? I mean, John Donovan Mitchell is kind of a young Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. Just I thought you were gonna say a young Kobe. What? No, man, young no. Kobe was much better. Okay. No, <laughs> I mean, Yankovi Yank Yank was, was yeah. you know, he was good. There was no, like, denying mm-hmm. his his uh, mm-hmm. ability to score the basketball. Donovan Mitchell is nowhere near Yankovi. I would say he's more kind of like Russell Westbrook. Um, okay. And that that can go either ways, you know. Either he can curb his, and he's got a massive ego, Donovan Mitchell. Like, not massive mm-hmm. ego, but I think he's got a massive, like, need to be recognized. Okay. Which is not a very good thing when you're you're really young and you don't have a fully developed game right you want to like at least develop your game a little bit especially the shooting part of it mm-hmm. like he goes for those big dunks he likes to be in the media whatever like i generally f- think of that as a bad sign like even young kobe for example right he wasn't a big media guy he he did his thing uh he was never like he never he wanted the limelight but he wasn't like Showing up at places, you know, being a part of the paparazzi and all that stuff. He just did his thing and yeah. uh, he wanted the limelight. Practiced but that's a lot. A, but yeah. he wanted his limelight because he was a good basketball player, right? So that was that's a little different. Um, but I'm happy for him. You know, at least he's in a better team. It's not a dying team like the Grizzlies. Uh, yeah. The Grizzlies did him good, where they said, you know what, we'll we'll trade you. And so overall, I feel I'm happy for Mike Conley. I just feel a little sad for him because. He still is not in the best position for him to win a championship or even contend for it. I think the Jazz made amazing moves. They are a very very strong team, but then they have like these three other teams that are just. <laughs> I, I think I think what you said in the beginning was the like proper way to address this. As in, it was a good trade until all the other trades. Yeah, made. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, uh, this was not a free agent trade, but uh, this is some. I mean, uh, for fine, we'll discuss that at the last. I, I, I'll bear my heart open for that. Uh, Kemba to Celtics. No one gives a shit. Any, anything special? No one no gives, one a, gives shit. a shit. But uh, I, I think Celtics might be a little better served because oh, that whole entire ego, that, that ego has come out. Nobody gives a shit. But uh, no, I mean, in no, the East, it's no, only, it's no, only no, 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 Okay, fine. I'll I'll wait for them to prove something. Um, uh, Are you going to say that now they have like this amazing coach who's going to? What? No, I I I would not say some things like that. But yeah, that was pretty hurtful. What happened last season? But we're not going to go there. Uh, you have said no, so we are going to move on hmm. uh, to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, um, no Clay, no Kevin. And I mean, they still have Steph. Got, they, you know, I mean, Steph they is, still have Steph. Steph is a That's, is an offensive weapon that can be used. Uh, true. I mean, but uh, I mean, they also have Draymond Green, who's now who's uh, the second best player <laughs> player in a champ. <laughs> That's that's how we want to reference till he does uh, not. But they, but they've got they've got Mr. Snitch Snitch in chief, uh, Mr. D'Angelo Russell mm-hmm. onto the team. Uh, another proper shooter, like a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
how how do you see that? I mean, uh, of course, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they manage to have Steph and him and Clay uh, once Clay comes back, which might be probably the end, closer to the end of the season. But uh, do you think this team can still uh, play with the big boys in the West? Not having Clay, I mean, Steph by himself. I mean, he might score a lot of points, but I'm not sure if Steph by himself is uh, much of a threat. So no, man. I mean, like you know, this is uh, this is back to the old Golden State Warriors uh, mm-hmm. thing. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, People should understand that like there is a huge part of playing basketball is team chemistry and there is no other team that has the team chemistry than Golden State Warriors in this, you know, because no one has really played for that long together. Yeah. So that is going to be their biggest, yeah, that's going to be their biggest strength because their top three players know each other inside out. They know where they have to be and that, you know, that lets a clay come at, you know, at the end of the year and still perform at a high level. So that's not going to be a problem. Uh, you know, I, I, I was, I was thinking about the Golden State Warriors because we were having this discussion in my friend's house in Houston. Um, and his father is a shooter. Like he loves shooting. Mm-hmm. So obviously he loves Steph Curry and he loves okay. the Golden State Warriors, even though he feels like it was, you know, it was very, very uneven because of Kevin Durant. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, he he is a smart man then. Yes. And uh, so he recognizes it. But the point is like uh, I think Golden State Warriors have an outside chance of of making some some serious like I would say destruction on the uh, in, in the playoffs. Mostly because I feel like yep. everybody has always like ever since. See, once you put Kevin Durant there, then. There was no underestimating the team. There was no underestimating Steph Curry. There was no underestimating Clay. Yeah. But there is always this sense of like, Steph and Clay are not that good. You know. Uh, if I can interrupt you, uh, I was listening to the Watch Pod, and uh, Mike D'Antoni was the latest guest on it. And so oh, I should they, listen they, to that one. They kind of, uh, they they kind of discussed about this part where you know the Rockets were up. Uh, they were about this year, not even the previous year. Mm-hmm. This year, and when Kevin Durant got injured. Uh, D'Antoni mentioned something about how Houston went from being the team uh, which was, you know, like Golden State went from being the team which was favored to now not being favored. And because of that, they played even better. And uh, Houston, even though they were favored because Kevin Durant went down, they suddenly went from attack mode to, oh, shit, we better not lose this game now. Yeah. So they kind of went into that mentality. And I, I, I mean, I think that completely, uh, like... Uh, Know, sums up what you said about now people are gonna not give that much of a uh, you know big ups to Steph and that might you know they might just come under the radar and because they're an excellently coached team and they have very uh, simple basics I mean the, the ball yeah. is not meant for one guy to dribble and do his thing so uh, for, for that reason I think it might but uh, what about the D'Angelo Russell pairing so that I think D'Angelo Russell is that. probably going to get traded next year what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, he was. I think they did some. There is something, man. I, I, I don't know who t- talked about it. Was it like Ryan Rossolo talked about it? But basically, you know, it's a trade exception. You know, like, uh, okay. they, like they didn't let Kevin Durant just go. Like they did a sign and trade, right? So yes, uh, yes. So D'Angelo Russell can be traded for other other things this year mm, okay so uh, but, uh, i mean uh, I, I would have said that the 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 gm of the warrior said that we didn't uh, get russell in 
to trade him away. But then this is the same guy who said uh, we didn't really want uh, Kevin Durant to, to, to get play. injured. Yeah, oh. what a, what a, <laughs> what, that was the that was the worst man. Like he came yeah, and he like yeah. did the fake crying thing, and I was like, come on. Oh God. I, I, we we caught it on like this, like oh that's fake. I have seen this one before. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, I I I, I Russell is a good player, man, but I haven't seen enough of him to be honest. I've seen like clips of him like going hot and streaky, but he is not he's not played in a system like the Golden State Warriors. He's not like any. It's difficult, like if you are a ISO player to play yeah. in this play in the Warriors it's like you know it's like the Spurs right I, I, I keep saying this the Golden State Warriors are a better Spurs yeah. um, you know that's why there was you know the whole beauty of the the Warriors kind of died off and you put KD in there like you know because he's an ISO player you know and it takes away from a lot of those things and same thing happened with the Spurs the Spurs were always a you know the 2013 2014 you know, 2012 to 2014 was all like pass the ball, you know, do all of that stuff. And then once Kawhi became the main player, they started playing ISO. Right. So yeah. uh, I don't know how it's going to fit D'Angelo Russell. Um, I don't even care. Fine. Uh, since you don't care about this Russell, we're going to move on to a Russell that you do care about. I I, uh, I care a lot about him because you care yes, a lot about him. Yes, Mr. 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 Russell Westbrook, my Oklahoma City Thunder main man. Your the Oklahoma? last of the the. I mean, it, 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 I'm still wearing blue, so you know, like uh, still Oklahoma rep always. I mean, always Oklahoma love, but you know, sadly, no more supporting, no more thunder upping. Or who knows? Something might change. Anyway, the point is, uh, Russell was traded over the weekend to the Houston Rockets. Something I never saw coming. We were uh, given visions of uh, Russ in Miami, and I was like, okay, all right, Russ and Jimmy Butler. That'll be one crazy. I I don't know if I I said it aloud, but I I maybe I told you that maybe James Harden and Russell Westbrook, because that was the um, only move they had, you know. Because Chris Paul I mean, was the I only. Did, shit, I did not think that. Uh, was the only no, shitty contract that you could create for. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter now. But uh, of course, the uh, two of the original three Oklahoma Suns have been reunited mm-hmm. in Houston, surrounded by shooters, uh, surrounded by one of the greatest offensive coaches. So in my head, how it works is, uh, see, Russell is not the greatest three-point shooter, but Dan Tony is an amazing coach, offensive coach. And the defense, they're like, okay, we'll find, we'll manage to do something, we'll probably score more than you, we'll, uh, that that's our mantra and uh, yeah. we'll try to engage with it. So I think the Houston Rockets have put faith, it's it's more faith in D'Antoni than faith in anything else. Like, they are like, we trust D'Antoni to figure it out, but the uh, maybe the pieces are not there, but we trust D'Antoni's process, which is just, you know, super fast offense. Uh, don't worry about uh, don't worry about missing the, and all that. And we need uh, some like a little bit more, uh, younger of a point guard. I mean, because Chris Paul is, uh, I, I would say he's a better point guard, like a traditional point guard than yeah. Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook, I think, is like a- any day if you trade, uh, if you can trade Chris Paul and first round picks for Russell Westbrook. I mean, I think Sam Presti is a bloody genius for pulling that off somehow. So I, I think it'll, I think it'll be, I think it'll be absolutely like an amazing, like for me, it'll be even more happier because you know I'll be seeing those two back again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really find it interesting that people think it's not going to be a good team. Like, yeah, I mean, the Houston Rockets were a very good team, and then you put Russell Westbrook in there. I mean, 
okay, I get that Russell Westbrook, you know, is not a very good three-point shooter, but he doesn't have to take three-point shots because now you have James Harden, who is yeah, who again exactly. we discussed in uh, in the house of uh, the Baptists. A shout out okay. to the Baptists, man. Uh, what Westboro Baptist? What Baptists are these? No, Just these, this is the the house that I stay. My friend's house. The, oh, okay. the second name yeah. is Baptist. Shout out, shout, shout out to the Baptists. Uh, yeah. invite me next time. Yeah, uh, his dad was saying that apparently James Harden is the no. best shooter in the NBA today. Well, and then I asked him, "What about Clay Thompson?" He's like, "What Clay Thompson does is God's gift." <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't really teach that or I mean, coach that to anybody. Yeah, you, you that, exactly. I mean, no dribbles and just. No, I mean, Clay Thompson is out of the world, man. He should have gotten a 200 million contract. I mean, if he and Kemba Walker, not Kemba Walker, who is that? Who else got a 190 contract? Uh, Tobias Harris. Your favorite, Chris Middleton. Oh my god. He got a 178. Uh, god, just kill him. We're not going to discuss that because, yeah, they're not going to discuss that. I mean, how can you. It's just crazy, man. Tobias Harris got a 170 yeah. million contract. Tobias Harris got a 180 million contract. Yeah. And, four years or something. And uh, Mr. Christoph Porzingis got a 170. Um, one, yeah, 170, 150. Yeah. 158, I think. I'm not uh, exactly sure. I read yeah. that number somewhere. I mean, get the hell out of here, man. Clay Thompson deserves more. Anyway, the, okay, let's. Yeah, it's a $158 five-year deal for Porzingis. Yeah. So, going back to, off an ACL going back to yeah. Russell Westbrook and, uh, and yes. James Harden. Listen, James they Harden. have played together. They know each other yeah. really well. Yes, they have evolved mm-hmm. as players. But the good part is when James Harden was playing in Oklahoma City, Russell Westbrook was probably the second best player. James Harden was a nobody. Now, James Harden is mm-hmm. like, bitch, I'm the MVP. You know, yeah. I'm the co-scoring champion. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook has has had to swallow enough bitter pills in the last 3-4 years that it definitely has got gotten, you know, taken his ego from like sky high to uh, sky, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not down. It's just mm, yeah, not it's sky the, high. It's a little down, but <laughs> it's that, not is that, that, is that And so, I think it will be... And also, the guy that, you know, dominated the... The uh, the you know the NBA uh, league for the last three years was their teammate Kevin Durant who did it without them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm generally not a revenge kind of person, but I can definitely see humans. I can see definitely see like if you were in that situation, you're like my I gotta we have to we have okay. to like come together to defeat. defeat. Yeah, you know, yes. like humans in general are like they just they they, they like to feed off those like revengey type of emotions because it you know at some point you need something to drive you right yeah uh, i mean I, I don't think you need anything to drive russell westbrook but i, I think Harden no i i feel i feel you revenge. need yeah. Like, yeah i mean see there's a difference between being driven to play good basketball and then dri- driven to like destroy and disseminate your opposition right and mm-hmm. i feel like knowing that your opposition is the golden state warriors that kind of fucked you over by taking your best player right yeah that that revenge is going to happen like i don't think the okc boys ever like the golden state warriors they never like mm-hmm. the the curry boys and all these the clay thompsons uh, then you have the uh, you know you have lebron nobody likes lebron uh, so the only like team that they probably don't want to hate they are they probably cannot hate is Kawhi and pg because pg was you know 
Preeti was his homie. I mean, I think I think they can hate Kawhi for ruining like some what 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 is he what is the count of franchises he's ruined now? There's Spurs, too many. There's Warriors. So first the Spurs, <laughs> the Raptors, then the Warriors, and the Raptors, then OKC. Raptors, then OKC. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's good enough. Like good enough. Uh, one for one, yeah, one sixth of the league is already down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like it's a it's a man. It, come on. Come on, I mean, it's got James Harden who can who can drop 40, and it's got Russell Westbrook who can get you a triple double. Okay, they are not a good fit, but the ceiling is. I think the ceiling is higher than the Lakers' ceiling, which is what I feel mm-hmm. of all the OKC teams. I <laughs> use team that Westbrook is on. You're like, yeah, because uh, Westbrook has can, that can ability. Go yeah, and can go. yeah, Westbrook has that ability to go like really good, and then. And he can still be really good, but the team can be like, boom. Like, he can fuck over everybody, right? So, that's the thing that I feel like maybe James Harden is a little bit more aggressive than PG. You know? So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, I, I just can't wait for October, man. It's just... Now, now, now that the talent is spread out in terms of these duos all over the NBA. Yeah, but again, you know, the problem is that they are all going to just not play really well in the, you know, it's now, you know, the NBA has become an, a postseason game. You know, like mm-hmm. the 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 rest of the games are just like a way to get like some money in. The real, I, I, the real, I think, I think, the real I game happens that's, in the postseason. I mean that the the, the games which matter happens, but it'll still be fun. I think in the, yeah. in the regular season also. Yeah. I don't think it should be that bereft of fun. Uh, anyway, so now that free agency talks have done, we we'll talk about some of the more generic uh, topics about okay. NBA. Uh, one thing which is really close to my mind because right now we did see that you know a lot of uh, teams just uh, like uh, screw the screw the what is the uh, tampering laws and screw the. Uh, don't mingle and all that sort of mm-hmm. shit. And they just talk to their friends. They like come out to my city, this city, that city, that city. Uh, the ca- state of California has four teams: your Lakers, your Clippers, your Warriors, and your Sacramento Kings, which is considered like a big city market. And then you have teams like you know the or- Orlando, uh, Orlando maybe uh, Oklahoma. What's the other team? Uh, Orlando, Orlando, my like Florida has two city? teams, right? Miami and Orlando. No, I mean I, okay. So uh, is Orlando also like a big city? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Then I'll take that back. Uh, Oklahoma, New Orleans, uh, you know, small cities, uh, small uh, teams from those small cities, they, people like, we don't want to play there, we want to go play here. So how how do you think this uh, shows the NBA? Should the NBA just say that, we fine, we'll do one thing, 30 teams, we'll put it, put uh, 15 of them in New York, put 15 of them in uh, California, or uh, put uh, like 10 in Chicago, 10 here, 10 there, and like just put them in the big cities and be like, fine, okay. Is that, is that really how this, this, uh, uh, game should work is, or what do you think they can do to you know ensure that small teams can still hold on to their players? Do you? I'm sure you've not thought about it so much, but do you think this is fair even, or is is everything fair in capitalism? It's a part of the the beauty of I think any sport, which is like, you know, you have to build. You know, the smaller markets have less pressure to win, right? Because okay. the people who support smaller markets are just happy that there are NBA games happening that they can go and watch. Okay. Right? So from their own fan bases, there is not much of like, you know, I don't think, you know, the okay now the Milwaukee Bucks are thinking of championship, but they never thought of oh we want championship, we need to get championships, you know. So the pressure on the on the, so they just want people to go and watch the games, 
and so if you have a good team and and ideally what you like is young teams you know young uh, people going and trying really hard and trying to get you know every bucket that's more fun to watch for somebody you know okay. but if you have a lebron who's like taking days off he's doing whatever he wants to do he's like you know it's not very fun for the you know for the home crowd so i think there has to be certain teams where you go to develop as a player and then there are certain teams you go to win championships uh that's fine like there are very few teams that have broken that mold you know chicago bulls have broken that mold because michael jordan decided to stay there and not join the celtics uh or you know but chicago is a big city right i mean it's a big city but as a basketball city like when like it, i don't think the cities matter that much as much as like uh the program there right boston is not i mean boston is a big is is a famous city but it's not a big city but it's a okay it's a well known like basketball city sports market sports sports yeah. market right oh, okay uh, so like for example north carolina uh, is big on college right so mm-hmm. people want to go there for college uh, it's not a very big place it's not a very big city you know um so it it has to do with the programs it has to do with the teams it has to do with what they have done like the spurs like you know spurs are the only ones other than the chicago bulls that have that are the only small market team that i know for the past 20 years that have like consistently performed at a very high level right probably the dallas mavericks also come into that category um and that's thanks to dirk but uh it's difficult man it's difficult to retain like you know players it's always been difficult it's nothing is it, none of this is new Okay. None of this is new. None of this is new. It's always mm-hmm. been like this. Uh you know, cuz the big the bigger the bigger markets can pay you bigger money. Then, you know, as a basketball player, you decide, okay, you know, I mean, it it is more fun to live in New York. It is more fun to live in LA. It is more fun to live in, I don't know, uh probably Seattle as as opposed to Oklahoma, right? Um so you can't blame them for that. I think the nba shouldn't the nba association should not tamper with it be the way it is this puts a lot of more onus on the on the small market teams uh to find good talent retain them give them the money but i mean if they if they don't want the money if they're like we'll take less money we'll go to a bigger market i don't think they're uh, who, who's who's do? taking less money to go to a bigger market I mean uh, Anthony Davis could have got for 30 million more if he had stayed in Pelicans that's but he not less money that's just you know 30 million is a lot of money not when you're getting paid the amount he's getting paid exactly exactly i mean yeah but so that's what i'm saying so, so the nba did that right nba said that listen we understand that the small market teams get a chance to you know draft all the best players right and uh Can I mean, you, the tanking teams get a time. It's it's not that small market teams get the chance, right? Well, because you don't have the big players, you that's why you are like. But it's not always that the small market teams don't succeed. It's see, uh, like the Lakers could not. The, okay, New York Knicks, big market. Nobody has wanted to sign there for a while since the bad management. I don't think. Fine, whatever. As in, I'm saying. They, the players have some sort of control they're like even though it's a big market we don't want to go there they've gone to the smaller brother which is the nets mm. in this season but before this there was nobody was willing to go to either nets or the nets uh, lakers may nobody wanted to go to the i mean uh, the clippers or the lakers 
and those are the really the big 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 markets where you can make as much money on the court as you can make off the court hmm. uh but now recently okay recently but i mean this year i mean my point initially to this question was these players banding together and saying that let's play together uh, for this team i i i love the fact that it's love matlab i respect the fact that this year it's not become like like the warriors sort of thing where three players decided to go at some place but two which kind of makes it a little less uh, concentrated but and do you think that is good for the league do you think the league is going to do something about it about two people banding together i mean people just uh, recruiting i mean that's a word right? yeah I, i think that's uh, a like problem i think i think what pg did was kind of a problem because pg had like two more years on his contract three years three years on his contract three years really yeah he signed a four year extension no and then he played that one year ah right 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 yeah so that i felt was you know i think there has to be like if you sign a max contract you have to stay in that at least you know but that's the problem is like if the player says i'm not going to go exactly exactly you know yeah. so i think there has to, i feel the league that part yes i think the league has to put some restriction because then that's just that's unfair on anybody because you know you do you do all the right things to get the right player and you put him in the right situation to succeed but then just because his friend wants you friend wants him to go to some other place and play with him you know now the entire league has to move i feel that is bad behavior um and you know the league has to do something about it but in the end of the day you know if i am a player i sign my contract i'm going to make my money but i'm not going to play to the highest of my potentials who can tell that i am or i am not playing at the highest of my potentials right yeah i agree that's a fair point but fine uh, let, let's uh, wait for adam silver to get back to us cuz uh, you know he always does he always does i yeah, sent him i left him a message and he's going to get uh, back for sure beautiful okay and so now let's move on to the last topic for the day this Ooh. is something that uh, uh, i i was going to discuss you know in the aftermath of the russell westbrook trade because mm. uh, it kind of like jolted me away from what i had been following as a team like the oklahoma city thunder since 2010 mm-hmm. uh, since 2010 that all star game i've been following this team and uh, now i i i feel i have like no association to that team which i was following first harden went then scott brooks went then uh Durant left then Ibaka left uh Perkins had left before that and with Westbrook I think that whole connection is gone so uh I was I was mulling over you know like uh, moving to Houston and supporting the Rockets now that uh, Russell has gone there and our good friend of the pod Mr Karan Madhok uh, called me a bandwagoner for this purpose oh. and so I was thinking and so I was I was thinking I mean I I I, I don't think I'm a bandwagoner I mean I am not going and joining like a proper loaded team whatever but the point is what what does i mean i know that you uh, you support the spurs and you have been supporting the spurs mm. for the longest time but because you like the way the you like tim duncan you like the way that the spurs play the game which i completely understand but doesn't that mean that you are more of a fan of greg popovich or the management stuff or the playing style of it because i don't think the spurs played like that before popovich but you like and because popovich has played there for so long as in popovich has been the coach since you joined the i mean since you started following the spurs yeah. you have associated the spurs you've sort of equated spurs and popovich as the same person as in the spurs identity is the identity that popovich has lent yes. to the team yes so 
and which is why even when players have left and players have come in you've still managed to see the same identity with the team as in 99 or 2000 whenever you started following the sports yeah. so uh, and like uh, karan our good friend karan has been supporting the nicks since forever like since what uh, i mean i, I think forever, he said like maybe let a couple of years before let us three well let let exactly let us three well times yeah. 97 97 96 those kind of times The Spurs have the New York Knicks have been shit since then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have, saying they've been shit is kind of a compliment. They've been absolute shit. But it's not even like the Knicks have some sort of identity. Identity. They've had no player last there longer, like really yeah. long. Uh, uh, the coaches have changed every time. They've not won a series in a really long time in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, why do people support? the teams that they support and what does it mean for you to say that okay fine i'm done with this team now i'm going to move my loyalties to south beach or i'm going to move my loyalties to the bay area or what, what or yeah where it, does that term i saw i saw that thread and i, I you know i i think I, unfortunately i support you and not karan uh, i think <laughs> you know uh, i mean like when we spoke to karan his his loyalty for the Knicks was uh it was because of that you know that centrella team that got it I, i think they got into the finals of the eastern conference and they played really well they were they were the seventh or eighth seed uh yeah and i i can understand that you know being like oh my god this is like such a shit team and but it's playing so well but i feel a, there are certain franchises like the knicks where people follow the knicks just because they're shit <laughs> that's what i i i have an honest I feel like honestly that is that is the whole thing which is like you know if you if, if your team is good it's like you know you have it's a different kind of you, you know like this victim behavior oh shit you know oh. I'm following this 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 is a great team but like fuck it was just bad management oh. it has never been a great team Yes, <laughs> never. You know, I mean, yes, they had some competitive chances. They won the championships in the 70s, uh, which was probably the worst era for basketball. Uh, no one on that thread was born in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I you're right, you know, like when I when I moved my I love the Lakers because that was they were the dominant team. It's like anybody mm-hmm. liking the Golden State Warriors right now, you know, you, when you have Shaq yeah. dunking or every Kobe like you can't like not like the team. And then but I also played basketball. So for me the the loyalty shifted as soon as I saw a better team playing better basketball uh and I was like man I just love this this style of basketball. It has nothing to do with San Antonio this you know. Yeah. The the, the team and the it's place. not like they they played once, you know, like every time they played in the conference, uh you know, they would they would meet the Lakers. It would be like I was I had to pray that you know shit I hope they win I hope they win you know like I had to pray that Lakers would win. Uh so I I changed my loyalties at that time to the to the Spurs uh because I just liked how they played. And you're right that they have not changed how they played in, I mean not how they played they've changed how they played a lot of times but you know it's always been the same ethos around moving the ball and like you know unselfish playing and all that stuff. So it's possible you know like uh if popovich leaves and when if and when popovich leaves um i may change my team i may change my loyalty because maybe there is a, like if if the spurs get D- dantoni i would be like what the hell you know this is not the game i like 
yeah i'll still support the spurs i'll still support everything uh, but i'm not from san antonio so i don't really need to support the spurs so uh, exactly. i yeah so till you're not from that city uh, and you have given them the most support that you possibly can even in some tough times uh that's the max i mean when, when 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 you live there i mean there's there's more connection right i mean you can go there and see the team you can be like this is my team from my city from my street i've seen these people play yeah. or whatever i mean whatever the thing i mean the spurs are an international team so anybody could love love them purely because of like they don't have any sort of you know okay uh this guy is a little weird but he plays like uh, any team which uh, like picks up manu ginobili in the second round the 57th pick and all i mean that is a prop that is a soothsayer team that's yeah, a team yeah. which has seen like i mean even kawai leonard right? they took even kawai leonard yeah. tony parker i mean all of these players yeah uh, I, i think tim duncan was the only person who everyone expected to be number one and then he was taken number one yeah. but he was also someone who played four years of college before coming yeah. i mean he was so a beast yeah. Th- he was yeah yeah i mean th- 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 that's not even a point for debate i mean tim duncan was tim duncan whatever but right so everyone associates a certain amount certain thing about themselves to the team which is why they support the team like the reason i support oklahoma city was because they were completely talented and they could not be coached at all they were like we'll do our thing and we'll somehow manage to win and it was always so interesting to say okay can they beat this team using just their talent when they beat the spurs in that uh, 2012 series i was like oh my god this is crazy how can they do it to like probably one of the best coached teams yeah. having i mean they had everyone at the and they lost the first two games had no issues because youth has no fear at all and they just went on and beat them the next four games and i was like wow what a great selection i've never been i've never chosen a good team to support and but then like uh, the faster you rise the faster you fall yeah bad luck all of this but still it was fun to support because you know you had durant you had russell which can be like okay somehow because these two are so great something could happen purely because they are so talented but i don't know once uh, i mean i see if, 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 i mean okc will always be like that first girlfriend that you had that you know you'll never ever have bad memories of her you'll always be like you know whatever time i spent with her it was absolute beauty it was amazing taught me a lot of things also uh, also did okc bad, take but, your virginity too yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they 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 did yeah. i mean, i i i, I think i think that karan's was, yeah. point was that you you jumped the band a little too quickly you know like you you i mean i I mean I think which, which I think which is the only thing which is the only thing let me clarify let me clarify let me clarify see as soon as Paul George was traded I was convinced that Russell Westbrook is also going to go because it would have been extremely stupid of him to just stay and be like fine I'll take all this money and just um, make you rebuild from scratch again and again so I I knew that I knew it was coming like even that thread that I had on Twitter about the or 10 tweets I had it in my head from the moment I realized that Paul George once he's moving matlab they are going to move Russell Westbrook out and th- that made me think from there it was not like I saw him in a jersey I was like okay fine I'll uh, change my stance to the Rockets I mean it's not even like I love the Rockets man I just love Russell Westbrook what am I supposed to do Rockets I I, I and and James Harden is back I mean it's my OKC uh, the closest I can get to the OKC So so I I I'll tell you this right so I I'll tell you uh-huh. I'll, I'll give you what Karan's point is and he has a valid mm-hmm. point which is uh like for example like for 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 the period of i would say like i would say maybe 2006 to 2009 or something like that uh my favorite player was dirk nowitzki mm. and dirk nowitzki and the spurs are the most bitterest of la- rivals yeah. <laughs> uh and it 
but i i just could not fathom this one guy who had nobody around him just destroy team after team after team including my favorite san antonio spurs which has tim duncan and manu ginobili and tony parker and greg popovich just with like this one footed like it was it would would blow my mind right mm-hmm. uh so i so i just decided that dirk nowitzki is my favorite player for that those those like the way i for me kawhi leonard is my favorite player today right yes. so i think you were right in not supporting kd's move even though you kd was your favorite player because it was a total snake move you lost respect for mm-hmm. him totally understand but the fact that the moment russell westbrook left you also like you could have said i'm still at i'm still hashtag thunder up but i support i support russell westbrook right so if there was ever a team if there was ever a game between you know okc is not making the playoffs right yeah yeah <laughs> so you you had the opportunity to support russell westbrook and support the houston rockets in that in that manner but you jumped ship which is just like i am not an okc fan anymore i am a houston rockets fan now so but that that, that why that, why should i i, I like i i, mean, I, I understand what you saying i understand what you saying i understand you i mean i could have been like you saying that i support the spurs but i like kawhi leonard yes ha but it is not the okc thunder that i knew it is not the same thing and i i don't think somebody should be tied to a I, i i agree with you on that i'm just saying uh, that okay the, but the i i okay i understand what you are trying to say about what current's point was yeah, yeah. is that like it's just that how quickly you jump ship seemed like bandwagoning but okay i i know you I mean, well enough and i know your love for okc uh, goes deeper than my love for spurs you know uh it's and on that emotional note <laughs> i think it's time to end this podcast before i but are you going to stop saying thunder up now is it no i mean I, uh, the, the depends man come on like it, it's still a very delicate situation i really don't know what well, what is the, the what is the rockets thing? Is. go rockets i don't know no. go rockets go no that no, that's first first go uh, hashtag #rockets that's it that's it that's it it's really lame <laughs> Are you sure you want to change? Come on, man! Hashtag Thunder Up sounds so much nice. Hashtag Thunder Up is awesome, and the the, the our logo is also amazing. And but come on, go back I mean, to what, OKC. What, what does it mean? You know, I, I'll I'll go back to something else. I'll go back to some other team. I don't know. It's very <laughs> I'm difficult. Confused, like I, I I'm so confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> and and then that note of confusion yes. i think it's uh, time to end this podcast oh my god uh, this is a long hitting, pod huh hitting 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 close to 1 hour but uh, it's it's been a while it's been a while so i'm sure you'll love to hear this spot and, uh, and let us know if uh, if this off season has caused you to change teams like uh, it did for your lovely host mm-hmm. i mean one of the hosts yeah. and uh, let us know what what it means for te- what team loyalty means to you i mean unless you are a resident of that city what does it mean for you to be a supporter of whatever team you are supporting awesome uh, let us know in the comments or uh, on youtube or wherever slide into our dms uh, tweet to us uh, we love all that action all right then we need say bye 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 people bye bye